Another easy win, just like we all thought. 26 to 10. The Raiders are terrible. The Chargers are not. This is my drink of choice today. A lovely tropical punch Capri Sun provided by a six-year-old. Very good, very nutritious, very healthy. Okay, so let's talk about the game here. Man, there, uh, there was a, at first it was, I didn't think it was a very interesting game at all. Through about the middle, the second quarter, it was just super, super, um, just nothing. There was like nothing going on. The field goal was good. Um, obviously, Sturgis made a field goal and we're, we're going to talk about him because, you know, he's not very good. The, the Raiders got another field goal. But after that, man, there was just, or just, I guess, everything in between there, just not much of anything going on. But from there, that's when the Chargers opened it up a little bit. They got a couple of touchdowns. They got a turnover, um, scored off a missed field goal. So that was that was really good. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that just caught my eye. Uh, some of the things that I wrote down just right away. I mean, uh, in the first half, the third down defense was really, really good. I don't feel like the Chargers have been great with that just early on in the season, but it was good to see them get off the field. And I know that the Raiders are dealing with a bunch of injuries and I don't, I'm sure that they are, uh, their fans are complaining, but newsflash. So is every other team in the NFL. I mean, how many people, how many Chargers fans did you hear complain today about missing both offensive tackles? Like Nobody said a word about that just because I feel like us as fans, we're so used to just, you know, having injuries, playing shorthanded that, we just go with the flow now, but I mean, come on, we can throw out missing Joey Bosa every game if we wanted to, but that's just not how football works, man. Everybody's dealing with injuries. So yeah, Chargers were able to do it, man. Get off the field on third down early on in the game. It seemed like the Raiders were attacking Trevor Williams early and often, and it was working. I mean, Trevor's getting torched a little bit. They, they went away they went away from it for whatever. I don't know. The Raiders really didn't seem like they had much of a plan at all. It seemed like they were, they were going – they were just doing what they do. Usually, usually they take shots down the field quick, like it'll be one, two, three, shot down the field, or just dink and dunk. There wasn't really much of a semblance of anything they were doing today. Um, Adrian Phillips – so Jatavis, I think Jatavis got hurt and Adrian Phillips was playing linebacker in place of him and they were not running at him. They were running up or sorry, they were running like east and west, like towards the sideline instead of running up the middle, running right at Adrian Phillips. Just little things like that where you would think that they would try to take advantage of the Chargers holes and they just weren't at all. So it's, it's tough to say that the Chargers were that good on defense when the, the Raiders really didn't have much of a plan at all. I don't remember Amari Cooper doing anything, and 
I don't think he's, you know, much of anything anyways, but uh, he, just, he was shut out. Let me see what he's, his stats were. Mark Cooper had one catch for 10 yards. Martavis had a long one. He beat, um, he beat Trevor Williams on that 47-yarder when the announcer said it was Casey Hayward, which it wasn't. Um, there was, I don't know, man. On offense, the Raiders just, they looked like the Raiders, I guess. Marshawn Lynch had nine carries today. I can only imagine like how mad they are just as, as fan, as you know, like we know that the Chargers have like three, four good players on offense that you can rely on. The Raiders have Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, Jared Cook, sometimes Jordy Nelson and Marshawn Lynch. And to only give him nine carries against a team that cannot stop the run is pretty amazing, but. That was not good. Uh, something else that I thought early on, um, early on it seemed like the offense was inconsistent. Uh, the offense, they really they really didn't have much going at all. Um, but they were able to, it seemed like after that Eckler score, that's when they got in a groove. And about that Eckler touchdown, first of all, again, doesn't get a touch until midway through the second quarter. I think it was four or five possessions, which is, Pretty silly, man, but so they got a touch. He makes that crazy run where he makes two people miss, takes off on everybody else. But but we need to talk about Rivers. Rivers caught the ball over his head, didn't panic or anything, as like four guys are screaming down his throat, finds Eckler and gets rid of it. And that was all in a hurry. That was a really impressive play by Rivers. So once, once Eckler got that score, that's when the offense got in a groove and took off and started to look like the offense at – we have seen um we have seen over the course of these these first four now five games yes yeah, so logan says first and goal from the one no lynch yeah that sounds familiar and it seems like that's happening more and more now i don't i don't know man if if i'm if i have a short yarded situation and i have one two three downs and this is coming from somebody who like lives to pass the ball i think running is just the, I think if you are going to have 10 plays, run the ball one time, throw the ball nine times. But if you have a Marshawn Lynch, I'm going to trust that he can convert just because he's such a, he's such a pain. He has to bring down, man. He's so hard to tackle, but they, I don't know. He never really got going today. And maybe that is on the Chargers. Maybe it's on Gruden. Who knows, man? Um, missed kicks again this week. When are we going to acknowledge the real problem isn't the holding or the snapping, but rather the width of the goalposts? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. And I'm glad you said that. What I'm going to do is I'm probably going to write a very long letter, probably about 2,000 words, and just seeing how, how what needs to happen for the NFL to adjust the goalpost because clearly Sturgis was good before when he was with the Eagles. They brought in Donnie Jones for him to continue to be good. They bring in Donnie Jones and Sturgis once again misses a kick before the end of the half, which against a good team is going to come back to bite them. And he missed a extra point. So I don't know, man. These are these are layups. These are gimmies that he's missing. This has to be, this has to be the last straw. There's, what like what else can you say? It's not like today was bad weather. They played a game in freaking Los Angeles. 
I don't know, man. Um, somebody else has to be on the team, though, by next week or else. If they don't make a change after this, I don't think they're going to make a change at all. Jatavis, oh, another thing that I – so speaking of the Eckler, the Eckler score, the very next possession – when Melvin Gordon had that had that long run or that long screen pass and he trips over Feeney, that is so, so hilarious. I don't know how that happens. And that was actually really impressive that both Feeney and uh, Feeney and what's his name, Pouncey, were 40, 50 yards down the field running full speed. But to be tripped up by your offensive lineman and to not get in the end zone, that's pretty rough. And I know they scored, but it would have looked so much better if Rivers got that touchdown. Who I think Rivers is playing outstanding. And I spent like a whole year just like trolling Rivers, basically. But this year, more than like more than I can remember, in the pocket, man, he's doing these little things where he's just buying enough time, just avoiding rushers, drifting in the pocket to buy more time for the receivers, just doing a really, really good job. And they're making plays, man. They're they're paying it off. But he uh he gets a lot of credit. He had another really good day today. At one point, I know he had only five incomplete passes. Okay, looking at it right now, finish the game, 22 of 27, 339 yards, two touchdowns, and one sack. I think the sack tells you how good he is in the pocket and how good he is with under pressure because uh Scott, the right tackle, Bruce Irvin was giving him fits. He was beating him, but they were Rivers just avoiding him or getting rid of it faster, like we saw on the Eckley touchdown, just knowing where the check down is. And I think that's a lot of, that's a problem with a lot of younger quarterbacks, but it's good to see, man. Uh, if Rivers keeps playing like this, they do have a chance. And I know the defense, while the defense played well today, we, we know we have evidence over the first month that they just haven't played very well. But if Rivers plays like he has been, they have a chance to do some damage. Uh, something else that I wrote, uh, Jatavis, oh, that was a good, that was a good hustle on that play where he forced a fumble. So they scored a touchdown on the very next play. They get a turnover and the following drive, they get a touchdown. That's a, uh, it's pretty big, man. It's pretty big stuff. Uh, Melvin Ingram was a monster today. So he had a sack. He had a play, a play that stood out to me. He, um, he chased down the run, chased down Lynch from the other side of the formation. That was pretty impressive. And the interception was really, really good. But he he's actually been so he's playing linebacker down at the goal line, and he's he's actually really really good at that position, like knowing that teams are going to run, so they 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 don't hide him or they don't put him on one side of the field. They just line him up as a linebacker and basically tell him see ball go get ball, and he's made plays in that area. So that that's a uh, that's pretty pretty creative stuff by Gus Bradley to let him basically be the middle linebacker, be the the key part of the defense to get a stop. And today on that interception, it looked like he was going to chase a receiver. So I get why, why Carr thought he was going to leave because he was running with the receiver and then he just stopped, saw the other receiver, stepped in front of the throw and made the play. So uh, props to Melvin Ingram. I thought he was really good today and he's been good on four out of five games it's tough to complain too much about that you know believing the you know believing the um leading the team in tackles had a sack had another tackle for loss um, that's man he's he's playing really well let's look at some of the raiders stats besides 
So mentioned they shut down Amari Cooper. That's good. So coming into the game, uh, Jared Cook was Jared Cook had the tenth most tenth most receiving yards of not just like tight ends, but of all receivers. And he like he was having some very very good games. But today they took him away. Uh, four four catches, twenty yards. Durham was on him most of the time. He did have that. We'll call it uncatchable, but I don't know. They're, they're probably going to call that P.I. or whatever it was in the end zone. But they, they did a good job of taking away their best their best players. Now, I don't feel like they've done that to this point. Coming into the game, I felt like they had to stop interior pressure, which was Maurice Hurst, who had a good game last week with their defensive tackle. They did that. I don't feel like Hurst did anything, and if I – let me see what he did in the box score. Yeah, Hertz had two tackles and he batted a pass. So that's a good day for Feeney and company. On the other hand, they I also felt like they had to shut down Lynch. Obviously, that goes without saying. And they did that. Lynch, nine carries, 31 yards. Only had two catches for 10 yards. And they had to shut down Jerry Cook. And Cook had only 20 yards. So uh, it's pretty pretty impressive stuff to finally take away the best players on the other team hasn't happened yet, but baby steps. And hopefully, um, hopefully we see that coming forward. They're going to have to do that again next week with the Browns, but we'll get to that in a second here too. Um, Yeah. I just, there's really nothing that the Raiders were doing on basically both sides of the ball to ever feel like the game was going to be in a threat. Even as the game was like in a little bit of a lull, in the first half before the Chargers got in the end zone. I don't know, they just don't have very many good players. And I know Derek Carr's stat line looks looks fine, 24 for 33. It, it just seems like he gets pretty, uh, pretty frantic back there when um, – frenetic, whatever the word is – when people are basically going down his throat, man. When people are coming at him – he just turns into a completely different quarterback. And I thought Gus Bradley actually did a really good job of just changing it up and just giving him different looks and coming from different angles. Uh, I know Phelan had a sack. I'm trying to think. I don't remember who else had a sack besides Ingram and Phelan. That might have been it. Um, Ingram had a sack. Oh, Rochelle had a sack too. That's right. So three sacks, uh, that'll work. Can't be too mad about that. That's probably changing up looks, bringing up, bringing guys from different, from different spots. It was interesting. So they actually played Michael Davis a lot more. I noticed that today. I don't know who they took off the field because the die was still deep. Derwin was in the box, but they also had, they must, oh, so they, that must've been their dime package. So they had a die deep Derwin at safety. Adrian Phillips was a linebacker and then Perriman, and then Michael Davis and Desmond King. Uh, Derwin looked mortal, This I imagine, means this game. Yeah, so that's something that we were talking about a little bit. Um, I, I feel like his, uh, his expectations are so unrealistic that if he has a game that Derwin doesn't dominate, then we're, we're just going to think that, oh, man, what's wrong? But, yeah, he just he looked like a, a regular guy today, and that's fine. That's... He's still he's still a rookie, man. He's uh he did have a tackle for a loss. He had a couple of steps, a uh, couple stops at the line of scrimmage, but yeah, he didn't he didn't really make any plays um, in the passing game. 
I thought I thought for a second he might he might have an interception, but nope, nothing uh, nothing happened. Uh, nice to see the Chargers putting away bad teams and not not letting them hang around. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. That's what good teams do. Good teams don't uh, play around with bad teams. So, for example, right now the Rams are up two against the Seahawks. They are also missing their top two receivers. But when you are a good team, you you basically just step on a bad team's throat. You don't leave them any hope. You don't give them any hope, and you put them away. And that's kind of what the Chargers did once the once that Austin Eckler touchdown happened and then the very next play fumble from there is all she wrote, man. I, I never, um, I never felt like it was going to be close at all. So yeah, that was good. That was good to see for sure. Um, thinking of other, trying to think of how far, what the ceiling is of this team is tough just because we still have no idea exactly um what the defense will look like when Bosa comes back or if there's like a, somebody else that steps up. We don't know if maybe Legit gives him more or when Bosa comes back, Phylon is able to produce a little bit like he did today. Obviously he's not going to have a sack every game, but I feel like when Bosa comes back, they are going to be able to, you know, just people will fall back into place. When Wins the Gates pay-per-view match. Yeah, I don't know what that was. So at the very, very end of the game, Gates is tangled up with some dude. I don't know if it was 55 or some defensive end. He's, he's blocking. They're like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and there's a little, little scuffle, a little kerfuffle, and nothing really comes of it, man. They're just I, – I never, ever get when football players swing on somebody – while you have a helmet on like what are you trying to accomplish man come on um so yeah i would say gates would be a slight favorite over conor mcgregor um looking at okay so yeah back to the ceiling talk so charger three and two right now um, big win had to have this win should beat the browns should beat the titans should be five and two I don't think anybody will argue that. The Titans are not good. I've watched them the last couple of weeks, and Mariota is blah. Uh, Baker, Baker's regressing back to the norm after that Thursday night. It'll be interesting to see what um, what their game plan is for Baker, just as far as you got to keep him in the pocket, that's for sure. He made, he made some nice plays to extend it, um, to extend some plays today, and kept the Browns in it, but the Browns defense has like quietly been pretty good this year. I know they gave up a bunch of points to the Raiders last year, but I mean, they have some good players and they're playing a lot more sound. So the, um, the Chargers are going to have to, they can't overlook the Browns. I'll say that. And I don't think they will. Uh, if they lose next week, ooh, it'll be, it'll be tough. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show. It seemed smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
how do you feel about Keenan's screen passes? I actually don't mind that at all, just because I am so pro getting your best players the ball at any time, like ever. I that's why some I hear a lot of people say complain about, for example, Odell Beckham returning punts. I feel like football so dangerous, you have a chance to get hurt anytime. So that's you know, that's wishy-washy anyways. But if you want to give your best players and you feel like they have, you know, they have a chance to score, let them touch the ball as often as you can and let them score. Um, so I don't I don't mind screen passes at all. And as we saw today, I think those screen passes actually gave Keenan just a little bit of confidence because it's, I don't know, he's been just a little bit off. I and mean, maybe you guys might disagree, but he's been a little bit off the last, uh, I would say the last couple of weeks or so without having his stats in mind, just something with him is off. It seems like, but uh, he, he got the ball in his hands. It's like getting a basketball player, an easy bucket sees that now the shots can go in. And that's what happened. He was able to get open over the middle a little bit. So yeah, that was good. I, I am all for giving Keenan the ball as often as possible. Keenan versus Denzel Ward. Yeah, Denzel's he looks really good, man. He's had he's given up some big plays, but he's been like right there. And the people, some of the receivers he's given them up to are, I mean, they're like the best of the best. So it'll it'll be a good one. I imagine I don't know that he will follow Keenan to the slot. And it seems like that's where most of his damage will likely come from. So it'll be interesting, man. Uh, I saw some people complaining about Mike Williams getting a reverse today. Just because you know he's not a speedster, he he wouldn't be a guy that you think of, which is why the it makes perfect sense. Um, they had they basically had all like the entire offense to one side, so why not just act like the defense is going that way? Bring Mike Williams back, and it's not like he wasn't um, he was going to make something happen. I think he got like eight yards, and I, I know Tyrell had the obvious block in the back, but I didn't mind it at all. Put the ball in Ingram's hands more near the goal line. What I wanted to happen so bad is Ingram to go over top like LT used to and just like dive. That would have made such good TV because he would have a scored and ran around the field and talked so much shit or B fumbled. And it would have been a disaster of a call. But once I saw that they put Ingram in as a fullback, you could pretty much tell that, yeah, Wiz just has does not take these dudes serious at all because I don't know when the last time you guys have even seen Melvin Gordon or sorry Melvin Ingram in the game on offense, but I don't remember that even being a thing, even as like a lead blocker. So a lot of times, other teams will put like a defensive tackle, like a big nose tackle in there to to lead block, but they don't even do that. So when Ingram came in. I don't know. It, it felt like very high school homecoming. Let your senior get a touchdown. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, man. I I wonder what other wrinkles they have. I'm not sure that their wrinkles work ever. Uh, like, I don't know if it was last week or the week before where they did that little double reverse and Keenan Keenan was going to throw the ball. Did not work. I see Wiz heard your complaints about 30s touches and got him heavily involved in the final four minutes. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't mind that at all. I feel like I feel like they have let him close out some games, which is cool. Um, I wouldn't mind him getting involved earlier in the games. That would be nice. So Eckler finished with one catch and six carries, and those six carries 
obviously don't look great just because it came at the end of the game where the Raiders are expecting to stop the run. But we saw him break that, um, break one of those. And then he went for 12, uh, 12 yards. And did it, did he fall on his own, like to protect, you know, instead of running up the score, you see running backs do that. Or did he just trip? I couldn't tell. I don't really remember it, but it seemed like he, I don't know. It seemed like it was one of those Brian Westbrook go down things, but I don't know. Next week, one of these weeks, I won't say next week, but I feel like eventually it's going to come back and bite them in the ass that they're not getting him involved more. I do like the idea though, and we're seeing it more so uh, the last couple of weeks of using him as a, using Eckler as a decoy. So they'll line him up in like trips or they'll line him up right on the line of scrimmage and they will motion him one way and pitch the ball the other way, or even motion him, look away and throw it back to him. That there's, they can do so much with him. One of their best plays is honestly with both, both Eckler and Gordon is just literally running all the receivers off, running all the receivers deep. And just dump it off to one of the running backs and just let them get five, six, seven. And obviously that both of those guys have, um, both of those guys have enough, whether it's breaking tackle ability, to break a tackle or wiggle to make a guy miss and turn it into a big play. Phylon is the new Bosa. Let's just cut Joey. No arguments here, man. Okay. Let's, let's think about it. How many sacks does Bosa have this year? How many sacks does Phylon have this year? I think that pretty much answers your question and tells you who is better. The answer is pretty simple. It's Phylon. And I, I, I am pretty interested to see uh, how those guys are once Bosa gets back. He just gives his entire team a shot, man, like a shot of energy. And uh, he is a very good player, breaking news. Um. Browns wise, I think we should, there's, I feel like there's not much to talk about just with the Raiders because they are not very good. Um, I don't, and I think there were some missed tackles by the offense. I, I don't think the line blocked particularly well. Um, and I think that's a bigger reason why the chart, the Chargers started off so slow, it's just because they had to, that did, it seems like they were so conservative just trying to protect uh, Scott and um, Scott and Tevy that they weren't sure how aggressive they can be. And then once they started to score, they started to realize, oh, wow, we can do this. We can do, we can go here. We can go deep. And it started to show in the play calling a little bit. And that's when the game started to open up. So we'll see next week, man. Miles Garrett is worlds better than anything that, anything that the Raiders have. So it'll, I imagine there will be a lot of help towards his side, but they also have like uh, Larry something, number 65, a defensive tackle who's also very, very good to me anyways, and he might give them problems. I didn't keep tabs and Lamp get any snaps. I did not see 77 out there. I was looking, and he did not make it out. There was a big deal just about how he's active and how he's going to make his debut, and this is going to be the time. And I was I was thinking, man, when especially with the game in hand at that little four-minute offense they had when they were just letting Eckler run the ball, like that would be a perfect situation to get him out there. But Schofield has been really good, man. So if, and if they only view him as a right guard, then there's nothing, I mean, there's not much you can do with that. So 
it just is what it is at this point, man. It's going to hopefully they figure something out during the bye week and we see Lamp. Maybe maybe that's the goal. Try to try to make it to the bye week and see what they can do uh, from there. It's almost like the Raiders really need a solid pass rusher. Have no idea how you come to the conclusion that to make your team better, you will trade away probably the best pass rusher in the NFL. Probably. I mean, Von Miller, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, they all play in the same division, but those three dudes, man. And we're not talking about like Mac being, we're not talking about Mac being like a 10 year vet who's over the hill. This dude is in not, probably not even in his prime. So yeah, Raiders are stupid. Raiders suck. Shocker. Uh, they're, they're saying that today the Raiders were throwing like their drinks and stuff on the Chargers as they scored and celebrated. Not shocking. They are terrible people. Uh, Chucky being Chucky sure is. But yeah, man, I, I, don't, I really don't feel like there's much, much really to talk about. Uh, we talk about, I really do think that when they don't play the two best teams in the NFL, uh, the Chargers can be very, very good. I think that they are going to make the playoffs. I think that they are going to, it seems like they have a shot to make a little bit of a run. I don't know how deep that run is. It'll depend on how everything else shakes out. But if you just go down like other playoff teams in the AFC, so the Ravens are probably the bet, one of the better teams in the AFC North and they lost to the Browns. So they cannot score. They're not a good offense. Do not be fooled by anything you think, or be, do not be fooled by anything you see. Um, AFC South, what we have, the Jags who could not score against one of the worst defenses in the NFL today. The Titans lost to Josh Allen. Uh, just If you just go down the list, man, there's just so many. And this, I imagine the Steelers will be fine, but their defense is not any good. The Patriots obviously are good. The Chiefs are good, but there's just so much room, so much room for the Chargers to, um, the Chargers to improve. Yeah, Ravens and Titans lost today. Um, the the Broncos lost today too, and they that game was not close, and they got stomped. They got smacked pretty good by the Jets. So I mean, essentially, every I know it's Week Five, and it seems silly to say, but the teams that needed to lose today, they lost, and it, it's going to go really well for the Chargers if they if they can if they can find a way to pull out these next couple games. Uh, they will be sitting very nicely um, and they pretty much have to in order to be taken serious. I feel like they, they kind of have to win these next two games. So we'll see, man. I, I, uh, I don't even, I'm not even looking forward to rewatching this game just because it was so boring. I feel like nothing really happened, but I don't know, man, we'll see uh, who cares. That's, that's all I got. I feel like we've been here playing it um, more than enough times to talk about a blowout win. Chargers win, Raiders lose, Broncos lose, Chiefs lose. Feels like every AFC team that needed to lose lost. Five and two on deck, hopefully. Going to the bye, get Bosa back. Hopefully have Lamp in there, get Kaiser back, get a little healthy, get get some roles for some of these guys on offense like Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. And yeah, five and two going to the bye. Bosa comes back and the Chargers go undefeated for the rest of the season. Not just in the playoffs, they win the Super Bowl. That's all I got. I'm going to get out of here, guys. Um, Go team.
My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.